I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. All right, well, try to here. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Hey, hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> doing good. And Simon, how are you doing? Not too bad at all. How are you? Doing good and glad to have you, Simon Bennett, on, on the show. Uh, so yeah, this is a, our guest. Uh, Simon's the founder of Snapshooter, which helps you uh, back up all your data, websites, databases, all kinds of stuff now. Though, mm-hmm. I think you started just with DigitalOcean, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So in um, 2017, it was just a DigitalOcean droplet backup only service. Um, and it, yeah. Only in the last like year and a half did that expand. Yeah. So yeah, we're in this episode going to really dive into uh, what Simon's been up to, kind of hear his journey and have him kind of share his experiences. <clears throat> And uh, kind of for me, for selfish reasons, because I kind of have some questions because I want to know how you're doing stuff so that I can replicate it uh, for Potion and what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm very interested to hear kind of how you're you're doing stuff. So yeah, this should be fun. Awesome. Try, trying to turn um, Potion into a backup service here? <laughs> no, well, not, not quite that. Uh, but you know, just running the business, like I don't know, those kind of questions. Um, there's there's lots of questions like that because you you're you're doing uh, this all by yourself, right, Simon? Um, sorry, you broke up just then. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was just asking. You're you're doing this all on your own, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just me. So um, I was doing it as a sort of an evenings and weekends project, or I just evenings project. Um, from the start and only last May, I went full-time. So I only just had a, my first year full-time and it's still just me. I have um, some freelancers who do the odd bit of writing and stuff, but I'm, I'm cool. looking to get a developer in. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. That, that sounds like some big, some big steps. Um, so yeah, take us a little bit back to, yeah, four years ago when you started Snapshooter, like, why did you start <laughs> it? What was your thinking in, in starting that kind of side project? Uh, it, it wasn't to start a product. Originally, it was to solve um, an issue where um, where I was working, they had a lot of um, individual droplets with WordPress on, and they would get hacked quite a lot um, because no one was really paying to maintain them. So I was just looking up an option of doing backups um, a bit more cheaply um, and um, DigitalOcean offered weekly backups um, at a fixed price compared to the size of the server and I thought the backups could be cheaper um, then I realized that they actually had this ability to take like a snapshot of the server using their API and they would be responsible for taking that and storing it and just pay them um, so that was sort of the first prototype um, which solved the issue of uh, sites being hacked because you could easily just roll them back and fix issues. Um, and then after building that, I thought, well, this course seems like a cool little project. Maybe someone would pay a pound <laughs> a month for it or something. <laughs> so that was the that was the original thing. So I think it took it took about three or four days to build the um, the first version. Um, another week to add billing uh, and to make it into an actual like product instead of just a like a single script um and then a bit of marketing and you know three weeks later it was on product hunt mm, nice yeah so <clears throat> did 
so that first version was that to basically just solve your own problem then like you were seeing that problem and you just wanted to solve it for yourself uh yeah that's right yeah it's only when i put it on um product hunt and i started getting people sort of talking about it that i realized that it was actually solving a different problem than i thought it was <laughs> um yeah i was going i was going at it from a like a cost saving perspective but um people were just going for like um, data security um or yeah they just wanted better backups so that's where the product sort of shifted yeah so did you see yourself like building your own business like was that some something that was always in your mind to do or it just kind of happened like what were where were you at with that at that point like were you wanting to be an entrepreneur and stuff like that uh yeah i had always been trying to launch SaaS products um from like rent management software to deployment management software um but they're all really complicated systems <laughs> and it's only uh and it would take months to develop and not really go anywhere um so I wasn't really sure with Snapsheet to start with because it was just a really small project that you know just sort of threw out there, um, and it took, as I said, like two, two, three weeks to build. Um, so I didn't know that would be the one. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one thing that's always kind of you know uh, hard to do or figure out is when you because you said that it initially started out as a problem with your previous employer. But you probably built it like completely on the side, right? Like you. Yes. So so that they never like had anything to do with it, and there is no conflict or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't. No, I don't think they even even used it. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. It was more of like a more like yeah. It was just a once once I saw the problem, I investigated a bit more, and I saw that there was this um, API that you could use. Um, it seemed like an interesting problem space. I guess that's kind of like that with Notion and Potion, guess, in a, in a way. Like, you, you found that an interesting... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and you, you also had, definitely had the same advantage of building on DigitalOcean first, right? So you had kind of a platform that you could, could utilize. Was that, like, any helpful in the beginning to, you know, advertise, like, on their... Like, do they have, like, a store where you could advertise or something? Uh, they have like a tool space in the community, so that was good to post before other people started to post there. Um, so yeah, these are all things I sort of discovered after after I got it out there. But um, yeah, it has been there was a little bit of an advantage of using their platform. They're also a very big hosting company, so um, there's lots of lots of potential there. And mm -hmm. uh, after I built the product, I realized that people had actually been asking for it in the um, idea board as well. <laughs> so hmm. I could post in there as a as a working solution. Sweet. <laughs> Not the other yeah. way around where you hear people saying, you know, go and look, go and find problems here and here and here and go and talk to these customers. I kind of did it completely the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah, but in, in the other way though it's like you it sounds like you kind of fell into the problem like it just kind of organically happened you needed to solve the problem mm -hmm. and then you did it and then it was like oh other people kind of want this like in some ways i feel like that's maybe the right way to do it you know you just kind of fall into a problem that you're looking at um that you know you kind of have some experience with because you're experiencing it yourself um i don't know so i, I think that's a pretty cool way to do it yeah, and I guess from it also I only wasted three weeks. If it didn't get any traction, it's not, it's not months and months of development. Right. I guess at that at that point you really should go and make sure that someone's interested in purchasing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you must have been 
doing this as like a side business for almost three years then, right? So how did mm -hmm. how did that kind of go where, you know, you had this kind of side business going on the side during your day job? Like how were you kind of handling the, the side business there along with your work? Uh, it wasn't too bad because the product was initially very simple. And um, after ironing out, you know, the issues that you'd never expect to have with an API. Um, <laughs> it, it kind of it kind of ran itself. So um, evening and weekends was more around doing just like the odd bit of support and trying to work on marketing and promotion and stuff. But I didn't actually do that much in the first couple of years, especially looking back of how much I've done in the last year. <laughs> I basically <laughs> did nothing. Um, so yeah, does that answer your question? I, I think. Uh, yeah. And then I guess the other, I guess, side of that. So like you were still like, what was your thought about the side business? Like you were kind of like, oh, this will just be kind of a fun thing on the side. I'll just, you know, continue focusing on my, my main job. And that's what I foresee doing for the future. Or did you ever, like, when did it kind of switch? You're like, okay, maybe I could actually like do this business full time. Uh, see, that's interesting. Yeah. So when it first started to grow and I was like, talked to my wife and I'm like, oh, it's uh it's doing $400 a month or 400 pounds a month. That's less enough to pay for like half the childcare. And it's like, and then when we, um, we moved into a different house after a year after my daughter was born and it's like, okay, that's actually enough to pay the mortgage, which is fantastic. Like you have a full-time job and still be able to do that. Um, it was only around the start of um, 2020 that I noticed that it was making more money than the consulting job was. Um, and then with COVID hitting and uh, limited time, it, it out of the two things to cut, it made more sense to cut the consulting work uh, that was making less mm. um, for more hours, in essence, um, with you know, two children at home and ch childcare shut and <laughs> everything. And like, I had a, my youngest was six months and not sleeping at all at the time. So um, it just made sense at that point to, to jump and if anything the um having everything on lockdown no childcare fees and everything actually really helped with the transition like our expenses suddenly disappeared um for months so taking a essentially a 50 percent pay cut yeah so when you were doing both you know full-time and the side job like did your employer have any you know i think a lot of people when they look at like oh i'm gonna start my own business while they have a full-time job like they're kind of nervous about like what will their employer think like was there any problem with that at all um no i was slightly worried to start with but i actually launched snapshooter after i went from um, a full-time job to a consulting job so technically i was under contract so there were there would be no conflict of interest there or there was no sort of workplace agreement that overarching of outside projects and stuff like that so ah uh, yeah um, I ran it through uh, the company, um, which was Snapshooter technically at that point. So that makes sense. So one one other thing when when you when you got more serious about the project that I'm kind of interested in is because you offer something that is pretty crucial for all your customers. <laughs> like, is, was there also kind of a switch where you kind of had to turn this into, hey, this is actually pretty serious and I kind of have to make sure not to mess this up? <laughs> um, that came pretty early because there were um, 
the DigitalOcean API has not always been fault free. And um, <laughs> during the early days, there were sort of issues uh, with the with just how they interacted. I guess I don't want to go into too much detail about it, but um, which meant I basically adopted like this really defensive strategy with doing um, backups, which I've sort of continued forward. So there's a lot of redundancy and way <laughs> over checking <laughs> that goes into into that so yeah so then when when more customers entered or you know came through the <laughs> door you were pretty confident already that it's all good and <laughs> nothing's gonna burn yeah 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 i haven't had like a single i haven't had an issue with the um the api on our side or like the backup system with digitalization on our side for for, for years now yeah that's um, great <laughs> that's good yeah. But it, Maybe but it's in a those... sense of security. <laughs> <laughs> so, was there ever some times in those early days where like everything just broke because DigitalOcean did some silly stuff and uh, <laughs> it broke? Yeah, everything. there was there was one time where it was probably the worst week of my life um, in terms of business and stress. Um, <laughs> the API was reporting that when we sent a delete request, it was confirming that it had been deleted. Um, so we thought nothing of it. Um, and then customers started reporting months later that their bills were huge. And it transpired that DigitalOcean hadn't deleted the resources uh, mm. that we'd asked for Ooh. them to be deleted. And they were being billed, you know, five cents a gig for them. So um, some customers got some huge bills. And to DigitalOcean's credit, they refunded everybody and made good the mistake. And um, we coded in a whole bunch of checks we have like the double and the triple deleter now <laughs> goes through and double double deletes every uh, every object and every uh, you know file that we say we're going to delete and um you know reports any uh, deviation in that but um that was very stressful because immediately someone who was out thousands um was like yeah. okay well I'm going to just um put you through to my legal department now so like a lot of yeah, a lot of things became quite serious at that point, as in like terms and conditions got really tightened up to protect uh, myself and uh, customers, um, and just you know, obviously, as I said, the double deleter, <laughs> the triple deleter. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess you got to go through kind of a, a crazy, kind of bad situation like that to then it definitely yeah. would motivate you to like, all right, I'm going to button all these things up, make sure this all works good um yeah it turns out it's really hard to actually keep two independent systems in perfect sync um so yeah that's yeah, true. definitely worth yeah so yeah so then you know you then make this transition to going full-time on snapshooter um how did that go um like did you start to see like automatic gains when you started to focus full-time on it? Um, not really, because I'd, I'd started... Um, sorry about that. It's telling me to put the bin out. <laughs> um, okay, let me start again. Um, so not really. When um, Previously to going full-time, I had um, a copycat completely clone the business. And it made me like really focus. It was about it was in the December before I went full time, and um, actually from the like the month afterwards, I saw growth increase. Uh, we like deployed a whole bunch of new features, and um, 
improve the marketing. So I think what going full time really helped was make that sustainable because it was, it was literally every waking minute that wasn't looking after the children. All the full time job was working on Snapshooter, and I couldn't have kept that up. So going full time um, enabled me to continue with that. So the growth has continued to increase from then, but it, it doesn't it doesn't perfectly line up. So yeah, I, I'm kind of in, the, in a in a similar situation in that I'm transitioning to the whole freelance thing. And what I just mm -hmm. noticed, like over the last few weeks, is that if I have more time to spend on something, like it will take more time. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kind of curious if you experienced the same, like because you were also in the situation where you already were your own boss, basically, and there's nobody like you know putting limits on your time, so to say. Um, yeah. So, so how did that transition actually work? Like, how did you kick your own butt basically to <laughs> to get stuff done? <laughs> uh, well, during the start, it was just it was still trying to get hours when possible. So with the two kids at home and trying to help the wife with the <laughs> the baby that didn't sleep, um, it was still like I was only doing two three hours a day anyway. So, and then since then, just I think. If anything, going full-time has helped to slow down and take um, a more higher-level look of the business. Um, so during those months of going really hard, I built uh, a MySQL backup system to add in because people had asked for it. And then when I went full-time, I quickly added like Postgres and file backups. And I literally just copied and pasted the code and um, you know had three versions of the same thing, basically. So... After I managed to sort of slow down, the kids went back and took like a higher like overview of the business. I was able to think, well, actually, what we really need is a way more complicated backup system that deals with all of these use cases that I've now sort of discovered through doing it completely wrong to start with. So I think going full time just has given like more time to play strategically. Um, hmm. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense because now, I mean, you have backups seems kind of like for everything right yeah it's really easy to add new types as well when people ask like we have um, a whole bunch of ones you can't see on there because they're custom to particular clients and their needs um so i'm really i'm really happy with the the backup system i built um, yeah so you made a system that basically allows you just kind of like add on another one really easily yes yeah yeah, yeah. so before it would take like a month of building UI and dealing with all this stuff. So I built like, um, basically abstracted that all away into this one big system that enables, yeah, you know, uh, if someone said tomorrow that they wanted, um, maybe I'll get onto Notion APIs, but uh, <laughs> at some point, uh, you know, if someone wants some obscure database backed up, we can easily add like a new, a new, a new uh, recipe for that. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Someone cool. did. Someone did ask about Notion backups. So you never. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Notion database backup. Yeah. Backup my whole workspace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So like, I think one of the things that like, I mean, you're working on this on your own. Um, like, this seems like a pretty good business idea for like a solo like indie hacker. Um, to take on and I was like, you've been obviously you've been working on it for four years and some of that part time, but like, mm -hmm. like, how does that, like, do you think that this business, um, 
is like perfect for a, a solo kind of entrepreneur or or have you had to kind of limit you know what what the business is because you know you're only one person mm, interesting obviously if you're an indie hacker out there don't start back up business please um, <laughs> but, um no more of those clones. i think I, yeah no more of those clones no i think four's enough um I think it has limited, like there's a top, the, the backlog of stuff that um, I could add is horrendous and it gets worse. I think <laughs> it's not, it's not going down. I think if I added um, another developer, it would probably get worse because uh, like a lot of stuff I don't even bother to write down because I know it's like beyond the scope of um, what I can manage. So um, I, th I think it could benefit from more it would also need more customers to sustain that. So mm -hmm. we'll get there slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I, yeah, I mean, I imagine with backing up data and stuff, like you could have, I don't know, all kinds of different kinds of data because people could store all kinds mm -hmm. of different things. So, I, I mean, do you get like a lot of feature requests of like things that people want all the time? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, so I have to sort of manage that. I, I guess to answer the question about with a good friend indie hacker, it depends where your like uh, risk tolerance is, because the backups are pretty pretty high as a critical um, part of someone's infrastructure. So um, you must have the same thoughts. Like if patient goes down and people can't access their websites, like do you how do you rate that? Do you rate that as end of the world, or do you rate that as you know how 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 stressed does that make you? Uh, thinking about mm -hmm. that. Uh, yeah, kind of stressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not the best. Um, so yeah. But like, at the same that, time, that's... when you have a business like that, like you, in some ways, that means it's more valuable. So like people are willing to place more money on it. Uh, so in some ways, like yeah, you have true, to have a good yeah. balance there, of you know how critical the problem is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you can't have all of the good options about a product, a business. So, right, you think right. So. You can't, you can't have a business where they pay you a ton of money for it, and then you kind of just do nothing because uh, yes. <laughs> you don't want to. It's have all to do low anything. risk. It doesn't matter if it's up or down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you. It's. I mean, it's pretty cool how you've been able to build out this business by yourself. Um, like, you know, if, if someone wants to go down that path and, and just build something by themselves <clears throat> rather than kind of build out a team, like, like what steps do you feel like you took to, to be able to do that? Uh, basically I'm to give more context. Like I'm, I'm thinking about these kind of questions, uh, just because mm -hmm. I'm thinking like, okay, do I need more help? Do I need like, like, cause with websites, it's like, people want all kinds of different things. There's so many different kinds of websites people want to build. And so yeah. I'm, I'm always like grappling with questions of like, okay, what limits should I like force on myself so that I don't just like go off into this like terrible treacherous path of like building these different features and things that aren't really what I want to do long-term or, or not good or sustainable for one person to kind of manage and maintain. It's so like yeah. kind of that question around like how do you build out a business and a product to where like you can handle it and it's not terribly stressful. 
Yeah, I'm not sure how best suited I am for this question because I've been trying to or debating hiring someone for the last six months. That's okay. So well, that means you. That means you've been fighting stuff. with the question then. Yeah. Uh, so I guess for you, if I was thinking in your shoes, like you're very young in the product, and like you, mm-hmm. do you have? Your your direction isn't set in stone, right? So right. if you were to throw at least development at it, you could end up building, as you say, in the wrong direction. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a risk with any business, and you know you can't live in forever in that fear. Um, but you're still kind of day to day in the trenches, right? right? Still, still learning about the business. So um, maybe throwing petrol on the at least the development side and the roadmap side would not you know you may find yourself doing a u-turn you may also find yourself learning a lot so um with somebody else there having to manage you you may find it's harder to you know to learn insights and um you know when 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 hiring that person it may be hard to sort of express the vision of the product instead of just you know please add this feature um and that's what I'm kind of was struggling with. Um, I've now kind of got a roadmap or at least a backlog of tons of stuff that just needs doing that should have been done like three years ago. Like, for example, <laughs> there's no way to delete um, like an SSH key from Snapshooter. You just have to open a support ticket and <laughs> because it's, it's so low value. Um, and there's quite a lot of things like that in the product. So having someone in to build that is pretty low risk and also make customers quite happy and make support better. So um, I really should get on with that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so focused on just improving the product as a whole um, that these things sort of get left behind. Um, yeah. And I don't think I answered your question at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that's that. Yeah. Just hearing how you uh, are handling that question I think mm-hmm. is, is helpful. Um, cause yeah, I mean, you've been doing it on your own for, for a while. I mean, kind of what I am thinking through is like, how do you build a business that has margin where it's like, you're, mm-hmm. you're not just always pushing necessarily for growth at all costs, because in some ways that just is maybe not fun <laughs> or, or mm-hmm. it is stressful doing that. Um, but yeah, like how do you build a business where it's like, it works, you know, it sustains you, um, but it's like doable by, a, you know, one person or a very small team. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of the, the thing I'm, I, I guess I, I have some about. like unfair advantages with this, with what the business is like, say, and then maybe this is something for someone to consider as well. Like support is very like, it's light and it's all front end load. So when someone signs up, if they have issues, it's going to be within like the initial setup. Then I don't tend to hear from people ever again, unless they got something wrong or they have a feature request. So um, <laughs> there's not like continuous, uh, continuous yeah. support and there's very low churn. So like once you're set up with backups, you're pretty, you're pretty set for life. Uh, you know, the, probably the most interaction I have with people after that is credit card failures. Um, <laughs> So, and I, I imagine maybe you're in the same boat as well. Like, once people have got their website set up, or at least like learn how to use the tool, right, um, right, they shouldn't really be pestering you. Right, it's and, kind of that initial onboarding, for sure. Yeah. So that's, I'd say, the advantage I have that 
you know, I, I, one I would never, when I'm thinking about people to hire and you hear people saying, oh, you know, get a support person in, um, I really don't want to do that. Like I, I don't like talking when it's quite a technical product. So if you end up with non-technical support, um, I find that big turnoff with products like this. So I like to at least have a developer manage the support for now. So that's not where I'd look that for makes help, sense. but also don't need, need help really. You're, you're also one of the people who has phone numbers on their website. And you mm -hmm. probably dare to do that because support load is so low. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever had anyone actually phone it. <laughs> wow, yeah. I love it. <laughs> that's that's a sign of a good business. If they have their phone number on the website and you know, mm -hmm. oh, this must never go down if they're willing. Uh, <laughs> they must never have problems if uh, they're willing to give me that. <laughs> I'll let you learn a little secret. If you don't, if you don't phone it within office hours, it just tells you to email support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's funny. Great. I guess that's why Fastly didn't have like a phone number on their side this week. <laughs> no, already removed it, didn't they? Just before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I one, mean... one other thing I'm I'm kind of interested in, and it's maybe going a little bit back, but how did you like see the initial signs that you had something that could work for other things than DigitalOcean? and how did you decide on which platform to to take on next like what's uh, like like did really okay. did people like actually come to you and just ask like hey can i also use it for x <laughs> um no um only occasionally because it was like a one-trick pony it um it did just what it said on the tin and there yeah, wasn't yeah. <laughs> um, for me um, I was f still am forever worried that DigitalOcean will finally realize that they should offer daily backups and for me that's most of the customers on DigitalOcean that's what they actually need um, so I was worried about that so I did look back through the support and see if anyone did mention it and a few people had mentioned database backups. For me personally that's also was one of the weaker areas of um, the offering. So people asked, oh if I snapshot the server does the database get backed up and it's like yes. It's not the best backup but it is a backup. So um, it seemed like the, mo the most logical place to go. Also it's scratch my own itch as well. So, um, that's why I added um, support for that <laughs> funny enough when i first built it i thought i'd limit it to just digitalization customers for, for some crazy reason um <laughs> but uh soon decided not to do that so um the first thing to come was my backups and that sort of became pretty popular um uh, it's not as popular as the snapshots um and i want that to become more i'm, I'm pushing the business away from just relying on yeah. providers um and it's getting there um, it's a great way to do risk it now that you you basically have outgrown this one platform can do it with whatever which is great yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so we also added support for like all the other hosting providers as well um because it sort of yeah, it makes sense really and people did start to ask about like it's interesting when people come and ask you and you don't have anything on your website that mentions that hosting company um <laughs> and you're like how, how did you even find us <laughs> um but um, yeah, so I'm trying to de-risk that because there's a, a huge uh, vendor lock-in. Um, there's only a few people here with vendor lock-in, right? 
(laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious, um, Simon, like, what does it feel like to be, have built a business like where you're at right now? Um, does it feel like all the, the dreams and hopes that you had in the, the beginning, you know, working for yourself, doing a SaaS, um, is it, is it as good as everyone uh, talks about it being? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll let you know if anyone, anyone offers an acquisition. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, I, I gotta be honest, it just sort of feels like a normal job. Like it's nice to be my own boss. It's nice that, um, you know, I can come in and basically do what I want, um, it's nice that there's always work to do in a way. Like I could always sit down and find something to do on the business. Um, and it's nice to have a job that is not just development. So mm. been a software consultant for, you know, well not a freelancer or whatever since uh, 15, 16 doing projects. And it's nice to not nice to have the whole, the whole thing. So, um, even from a young age, I like the idea of like running a business. So, to be able to have to be the boss, <laughs> even though there's no one to be the boss over, um, I like that, and I do. I do take joy in like um, envisioning what the product will be in the future. Um, but day to day is kind of just a bit like a job. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you you have jokingly already said that. You know, if somebody offered some money for it, <laughs> I mean, there are good chances that at some point DigitalOcean might just give up on their backups and just acquire. Yeah, you know, be interesting. I don't know. So, so would you be up for that, or would you even? And in, in a different uh, question, maybe would you would you uh, consider any outside money at this point anymore? Um, an acquisition would have to be perfect for me and if you think of something like digitalization it, it might work but it would also be like an acquisition higher probably and um it would really depend on what that yeah, is yeah yeah that so sense. that's like back to square one in a way so <laughs> um and a big old earn out so yeah maybe if it's all up front maybe um <laughs> and in terms of funding so interestingly i did apply after um after I went full time, I did talk to NS Capital, and I received an offer from those guys. Um, but I decided that I didn't want to take it up; didn't really need to take it up. Um, and then I also applied to Tiny Seed this year, um, but I pulled out at the last stage. So, so mm. what what made you not go with Ernest in the end? Um, for Ernest, Ernest, it kind of felt like an expensive loan even though it's not an expensive loan in a way um and i didn't i didn't have anything i could immediately apply the money to that i would see like a huge return on investment so it didn't make sense to basically um i guess debt in a way but i was also thinking of like if I don't know how much you know about the earnest deal or whatever, but you owe like a, some multiple of the money that you give back. And if you sell your business, they take the first cut. So at that point, that would have been more than the business was uh, worth. Um, I was a little bit worried about just like my biggest asset that's worth more than my house. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> it suddenly makes, gets suddenly gets written off uh, this quite small amount of money, really, in comparison. So, and again, yeah, I didn't have anything to. Uh, immediately apply that to. 
Hmm. Yeah, that seems seems smart. Seems like you thought through that. Well, I was I was actually just looking at their deal, the seal or whatever. Uh, yes, yeah. yesterday. Um, just trying to figure it out more. <laughs> Pretty oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you um, want an introduction. <laughs> Yeah, I think I know like four founders now that are oh. funded by Ernest. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so if if I ever have a different do... opinion to me then, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my plan, if I ever do decide I want to apply, I'm going to tell all four of those people, all right, at this time, at this hour, I'll send a message right now saying uh, that you guys should uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. take Noah on. Um, but that, yeah, that would be, that'd be funny. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll see, but yeah, I mean, I, so I have this theory and I think your journey kind of proves it in some way, but I have this theory that the best like solo founder, like bootstrapped businesses come out of basically people that worked on them like part-time for a while. Because if you work on something part time, like basically you had so many limitations around what you could build and how you could do it. That's like, it almost forces you to build a business that's like, has really high margins, like doesn't take that much time to manage and build Mm because you're able to do it part time. So then when you go full time on it, it's like, it probably doesn't really require that much more or it doesn't have to require that much more of you. And it's like perfect for a solo entrepreneur to just kind of like keep doing their own thing and yeah, it seems like a maybe a good path to go. Um, where obviously, like if you know if if you go the other route of like, okay, quit your job right away, focus on the business right away, add more resources. Like you you start you don't have the limitations, and so you start building something that's just a lot bigger and and maybe doesn't have as much margin around what you're building. Um, so I don't know. That's my theory. Um, curious what both of you guys think about that. Yeah, so it's it's basically boiling down to this, you know, time expansion thing where when you have more time, you might actually require that time to to get the stuff done. Yeah. So I definitely think there is something, some some truth to that, and you would have to be really, like, kicking your own butt not to, you know, j- just waste the time, I guess. Um, so yeah, constraints are definitely good, but yeah, also having more time in certain phases or for certain tasks could could also be good like depending on what you're building i guess mm-hmm. yeah it was frustrating being like part-time or whatever um <laughs> and getting big features out like the first version of the database backups like took it just took months um which was just disappointing um i trying to think of the other point i was trying to raise <laughs> the the pros and cons of starting on your while you have a a job oh yeah time. i was gonna say like the idea of people getting a big pool of uh, savings and then jumping in full-time absolutely terrifies me it's like <laughs> it's not yeah. it's not something like i'm so risk averse that i wouldn't i wouldn't do that one i'd probably waste a lot of time like as ben said um and then the stress of trying to get sort of success before your time or your savings run out um, doesn't suit me so and especially with like a family and stuff I can I can can risk going back to a job like this you just stayed where I was um so doing it on the side was the like the most risk free option for me um 
so yeah, I always wanted to do it, and I always wanted sort of Snapsheet to be bigger, and I'd already like penciled in a number where I would go full time, but um, I was never gonna leap before that happened, um, and I'm not sure about funding. It just makes me feel in almost in the same way. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit too pessimistic that if you take all the funding and you still don't actually achieve anything. Like I've seen I've seen that too many times. So I used to do consulting for startups and um there was startup <laughs> even when I was building Snapshooter, there were startups that had taken sort of millions in in uh funding and were making less than Snapshooter was. Um <laughs> for months and uh, you know, never actually uh, brought a pound in. So yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense and like i feel like you know a lot of a business working it seems like a lot of it has to do with like the market and like people actually wanting what you're building and stuff mm -hmm. and it's like does money and tons of extra resources actually really help that other than like i think obviously the 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 opportunities where it would where you know opportunities where like you have to be really fast paced to be able to catch the opportunity uh, or catch the market, <laughs> um, like then, yeah, maybe you have to have more resources, but like, I don't know, it seems like in a lot yeah. of cases, especially for like SaaS's or, or bootstrapped kind of companies, mm -hmm. it's like, uh, sometimes resources don't seem to really help that much more just like, where's the market going? How's it moving? And, and it kind of dictates mostly how yeah. your business grows. Mm -hmm. Um, like does marketing benefit from time? Like it seems like a lot of marketing benefits from actual spend. Um, and if you don't have the spend to support that, but you do have time, that's, you know, how, yeah. What, yeah. Cause whether, I imagine the balance on that. Yeah. Cause I imagine if you went on snap shooter full time, like even if you were on it full time, it would have taken probably a while for it to grow to the amount where, you know, it was sustainable for you where kind of letting it sit around and, and, you know, you doing it as a side thing, like let it slowly grow to where it could be a good sustainable business. And, uh, most people probably couldn't do that if they weren't, you know, doing something else on the side. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to know how much of like the new customers each month who are interested in Doppler backups actually, you know, come to us anyway. And whether was, is there anything you could have actually done to juice that? Um, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> but with like a low, with a low churn business that's sort of growing every month, um, like you could, you know, afford to wait around. I mean, I didn't twiddle my thumbs the whole time, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Ben, do you have any questions to wrap us up, or uh, did did um, we cover everything? I think we're good. Awesome. Well, Simon, thanks for coming on. Uh, I know both of us have kind of see, been seeing what you're doing from afar. And so, it, yeah, it's just <laughs> been cool to see your, your business grow and do well. Um, so, yeah, it was cool to chat and uh, hear more about it. Um, so thanks for sharing <laughs> that with us. It's, it's, not, it's always fun to answer these questions and think about actually what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what was I doing back then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, listeners, well, thank you for listening. If you uh, want to reach out to any of us, um, you'll find our Twitter uh, links in the description, show notes. Uh, otherwise, we'll talk to you mm -hmm. in another episode. See you next week. Thanks. <laughs>